Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Under the Covers with Eve. It's actually Friday, January 8th. I'm doing this week's episode a little early. I can't do it this Sunday, and I wanted to make sure I got this episode out for you guys. This week, I'm going to be talking about awakening your sexual self. And it's something you probably won't hear people talking about too much, which is why I want to talk to you about it about your core sexuality, who you are as a sexual being. See if you can relate to any of these expressions. I feel locked up. I feel held down. I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like no one knows or sees the real me. I feel like I'm sleepwalking through my life. I feel frustrated. I feel dull inside. I feel like a dam is going to burst. These are all things I've had people say to me in one way or another over the past two years. And I can relate to every one of them. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is in believing that sexuality only exists within the context of having a partner or having the right partner. And I understand because I used to feel that way too. If I was in a situation like work or school where there were no eligible men interested in me or vice versa, I felt like I just dropped out of the sexual race, so to speak. If I went out socially with a few other couples, I would feel like such a third wheel. I felt so different than all these normal people, you know, quote, normal people who had clearly done something right, or they had, you know, won a genetic lottery and they were normal, or, you know, they had paired up the way normal human beings are supposed to. And for a long time, I completely buried my own sexuality because I didn't have a partner or the right partner. And I believed that this was a flaw in me, that I just wasn't meant for a sexual or love relationship. So I, I know what it's like. And I tell you this because most of you know me as a very open, very sexually expressive woman. But I woke myself up. And I want you to know that you can too. I was like you once. If I can do it, you can do it. The key, I believe, lies in understanding that your sexuality is something precious to you, that you've had since you were born. Sexuality encompasses everything we are from the gender we identify with to people we're attracted to to how we feel about ourselves and our sexual desires. It's, it's how we view this vital part of our humanity and how we deal with the hormonal and psychological and emotional needs that will be with us all our lives. To reduce it down to something as small as, do I have a partner right now? Or, you know, have I done... X, Y, Z, whatever, it's a big mistake because it cuts off every single amazing part of ourselves and focuses only on one aspect of it, that which we share with other people. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to focus on virginity because I've done a few discussion and erotic audios about it already. And besides, this isn't about what you've done or haven't done with another person. And this isn't only for guys because everyone has felt this way at some point or another. Now, 
before I go too much further, I want to say I'm not going to address the very complicated and very sad issue of childhood sexual trauma. I know for a lot of people, their first introduction to sex was not what it should have been. It was at the hands of someone they should have been able to trust. It was abusive and exploitative and harmful. And I feel for these people so much because I know that it has really affected their lives. This is such a big topic and I'm not nearly qualified to talk about it with any authority. So I'm not going to address it, but it's not because I'm unaware of it or that I, or that I don't care. I want you to think about what sexuality means to you. If you're like most people in the developed world, anyway, sexuality is kind of a confusing thing. You start out as a normal kid, probably curious about your body or other kids' bodies, and vaguely aware that there's this thing called sex that people often make jokes about, but which your parents claim isn't meant for your ears or eyes or whatever. <laughs> um, maybe you came across your dad's porn stash or, you know, if you're young enough, your first glimpse of actual sex was on the internet. But whatever the case, most kids go through exactly the same process. They're curious about this sex thing. They don't quite get it. They aren't driven by hormones yet, and so they don't feel incredibly horny at this point, but they are curious. Maybe they like a classmate or have started to feel mild attraction to other kids. Uh, a gay male friend of mine once told me that when he and his other male friends used to trade hockey cards in the schoolyard, um, he did it because he thought the players were cute, <laughs> not because he was interested in hockey. Now, pretty soon you start to understand that this sex thing is really, really off limits, too. It's kind of secretive and shameful. It's something you don't ever really talk about. Like, it's laughed at all the time, but it also has this dark shadow over it, too. Like, it's something really bad. Maybe you were lucky and had parents whom you could talk to about this, but if you were like me, you were pretty much on your own. <laughs> My mother handed me a book about puberty when I was, I don't know, eight, and just said, ask me if you have any questions. That was that. That was it. Neither of my parents ever talked to me about sex, not in any way, shape, or form. In fact, right up until I was about 13, I actually believed that the only time a girl could get pregnant was when she was on her period. Now, if you understand anything about how a woman's reproductive cycle actually works, you'll see how disastrous this could have been for me. Your period is the time you are least likely to conceive. And if I had just blithely gone off and had sex when I was safely far away from my period, you know, say like a week or two just to be safe, <laughs> well, that would have put me smack dab in the middle of my most likely time to get pregnant. So I'm very lucky I never found myself in that situation, but it was no thanks to my mother and father, who never bothered to educate me about anything like this, and, and neither did my school either, for that matter. Instead, I, like a lot of other people, entered puberty and the tsunami of hormones that comes along with it without any real knowledge of sex. All I knew was that it was bad. It was something you shouldn't do or have anything 
to do with. It was, it was dirty. It was sinful. It was disgusting. It was something only the very worst girls did. It was something dangerous that all the boys would try to get you to do. And yet, I was becoming a woman, and I was at the mercy of these hormones that were gradually making me more and more interested in sex. Now, at some point, probably early high school, things started to change slightly. And although sex still had this kind of nasty tinge to it, you know, girls calling each other sluts on the bathroom walls and that sort of thing, it suddenly became all anybody could think about. Suddenly, everybody wanted to have sex. Maybe they thought it was wrong, you know, maybe they tried to hide it from everyone. But most kids were already masturbating at this point, watching porn and basically trying to get off with anyone who would let them, pretty much. You know, suddenly all the coolest kids were having sex or being sexual. If you were attractive and popular, you were either having sex or you were the object of a lot of desire. And both lent you this air of coolness that everyone else wished they had. And here's where a lot of sexual problems begin, I think. If you were one of those people who, who, who didn't hook up in high school, um, it's not just that you, you know, you weren't one of the cool kids. Life isn't a breakfast club. We can all get over not being the prom king or queen. But I think it starts to cement this idea in our minds that somehow our sexuality or, or us, you know, our very persons, <laughs> as they say, is somehow deviant or wrong or just bad. You feel more than just left out. You feel like you missed a very important milestone in life, that everyone else is making all the right moves in life, and you're still stuck at the train station, you know, waiting for the train to the rest of your life. Now, most people instantly look in the mirror and think, I'm not attractive enough. Because that's the easiest explanation, we think. You know, I'm just not hot enough, you know? Or they see how shy they are with people, and they think, well, I'm just too socially awkward. No one wants me. And pretty soon, as you enter young adulthood, you're just a hormone bag at this point, and you're desperate for any kind of sexual interaction. And you're starting to feel as though this vital, vital part of life isn't ever going to happen for you. You see everyone around you, or so you think, <laughs> hooking up almost effortlessly, and I have to say, just as an aside, it's not what you think. You know, there isn't like a whole bunch of sex going on all around you all the time. It, there really isn't. Um, <laughs> but that's for another audio. Um, for girls, it can seem like all your hot girlfriends are constantly being hit on or, you know, hopping from guy to guy. And for guys, well, I imagine it's the same. Guys, you know, seem to have no trouble finding hot girls to have sex with, or so you think. And you start to feel all the things I mentioned at the beginning of this. You feel frustrated and angry and sad and lonely, and you feel like you can't breathe. And you just want to shout to the world, I'm a man, or I'm a woman, just like everyone else. Now, maybe you have some sporadic sexual contact, a few dates, maybe a few short relationships even, but nothing ever feels right. It never seems like what everyone else has. It, it always seems so paltry compared to others. Like there's some big scoreboard somewhere where you can tally up what you've done, with whom, and how many times. And when you feel like you don't measure up to the average, you know, things can get really bad. What a lot of people do at this point 
is they start to turn all their attention outward. Like all of it, they become obsessed with themselves, but in a very external, very superficial way. And it comes out in shyness or extreme social awkwardness. They become hyper aware of their appearance, their bodies, everything. You know, they become entirely focused on what everyone else thinks of them. And they begin to lose sight of what they feel about themselves. In a sense, their own healthy ego begins to wither away. And a neurotic or dysfunctional, you know, desperate sort of ego kind of takes its place. Suddenly their life is consumed with how and what other people think of them. And they begin to believe that absolutely everyone hates them or thinks they're ugly or thinks they're weird and can't get away from them fast enough, you know. And, and when they go home at night, they take comfort in one of the only things that does comfort them. And it's usually porn. They fantasize about being adored by someone or by several someones. They delve into the fantasy world of sex or sometimes women will read romance novels or, you know, but it's only as an outsider, someone on the outside looking in. And they believe they will never have this for themselves. And to some degree, they feel bad about their porn habit, like this is some dirty little thing that they just can't help. They feel shame and guilt and they feel lonely. Does this sound like you? Or any part of it? I can't tell you how many people feel exactly this way. You are most definitely not alone. Whether you're a woman or a man, a virgin or not, so many people have gone through this exact thing, including myself. So here's what I want you to start thinking about. I want you to start unlocking yourself or awakening yourself, whatever you want to call it, whatever metaphor works for you. I want you to clear out all the crap and the self-sabotage and all your old notions about how you're somehow different than everyone else and just start over. I want you to start right back at square one, as they say, and reawaken your sexual self. Now, how you do this will ultimately be up to you, but I do have some general suggestions. You can start by viewing masturbation as a healthy thing. It's, it's just a bit of self-love. If you see it as something shameful that you do, and try to get it over with as quickly as possible, and then distance yourself from the experience, you've got to stop doing that, okay? Enjoy every session of self-love and enjoy it thoroughly. I've done some audios about self-love, some joy audios about self-love that you might want to listen to. Um, for both men and women, find audios or videos that really encourage you to enjoy giving yourself pleasure. It might not be the kind of porn you're used to, but spend some time looking around. Maybe it's, maybe it's audio, maybe it's video or pictures, maybe it's just your own imagination. Whatever works for you, embrace it. Realize that sexual release is a necessary part of a healthy life, both physically and emotionally. So don't deny yourself or make yourself feel bad for doing it. You can even invest in really good quality masturbation aids like vibrators and dildos and flashlights or tangas or whatever. But make it your goal to give yourself as much pleasure as you can. And don't feel the least bit bad about it, please. This is no different than nourishing yourself with good food or getting exercise or stimulating your mind. 
Your sexuality is just as important to your well-being as anything else. Now, if you have body image issues, I know that there are a lot of erotic audios specifically made to deal with this for both sexes. So just lose yourself in the pleasurable feelings and forget about what you don't like about your body for at least as long as a self-love session takes. Just focus on the sensations your body can feel. I mean, so what if your body isn't model perfect? It's an amazing creation capable of feeling such wonderful sensations. You should just wallow in it for a while. Be glad that you can feel such pleasure. You know, feel your own skin, feel the strength of your muscles or the softness of your curves. Just enjoy living in your body. No matter whether it's got some lumps and bumps or whatever, who cares, you know? I know a lot of women in particular can never really let themselves go sexually because they feel just paralyzed with fear over their bodies. They feel so self-conscious and so worried and so ashamed of themselves and scared that their lover won't find them attractive once the clothes come off. And maybe more men are feeling this way too. All I know is that if you don't love your body, no one else really can. So you have to start there. You have to embrace it completely, you know, flaws and all. And know that there are lots of people out there who just adore the size and shape that you are. If you want some reassurance on that, especially for women, go to subreddits like Gone Wild Curvy, Gone Wild Plus, or any of the others like that, and you will amaze yourself <laughs> at how many sexy, lusty men love women with some curves. You might even want to start taking some selfies and posting them <laughs> anonymously on these subs or, or milder subs where you can just post shots of your cleavage, you know, fully clothed, just to enjoy all the awesome comments you're going to get. Men can do this too, naturally, you know, find subreddits where guys post photos of themselves. Now, you don't have to do this, of course, if you're too shy. But remember, no one knows you. No one has to see your face or know your name. You can literally just shine anonymously and just enjoy a bit of flirtation and appreciation for your body, whatever it looks like. This might just help you get used to seeing yourself as a sexy person, attractive in many ways, and someone's ultimate fantasy. Now, you can also imagine being with your ideal lover while you masturbate, if it helps. But imagine it as more than just a sexual fantasy to get you off, you know? Really visualize who you want, the kind of person that you'd most like to be with. And imagine that they're there with you, if, if you really want to. Just don't lose sight of the fact that you're doing this for yourself, to just enjoy your own body and sexuality for a while. Imagine your fantasy lover as someone who just has to have you, you know? Boost your own ego for a bit. Let yourself feel like you are the sexiest thing alive. Don't worry about this sort of thing going to your head and making you, you know, conceited. You have years and years of programming that says the opposite. So one or two or even a hundred fantasies about being hot stuff isn't going to turn you into a, you know, a Kardashian overnight, you know? You're a good person. You're not going to start being obnoxious or start harassing people you meet or hitting on people or making them uncomfortable. Just enjoy yourself for a while, you know? Yourself as much as you would another person. 
Now, something else you can do um, that's less sexual, but I think is just as important, is you can really pamper yourself the way you might if you had a new lover that you were sort of preparing for. A lot of people only take really good care of themselves when sex with someone else is on the horizon. But I think you should consider doing all these pampering things, even when you're just by yourself. I mean, girls should treat themselves to really sexy lingerie that they can just wear around the house or, or under their work clothes just to feel sexy all day long. Just to delight in how good it can feel to wear something so sexy. Guys can do the same. I mean, not, not wear lingerie, unless that's your thing, but <laughs> you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Whatever you do to spruce yourself up for a girl, do it for yourself. Get a haircut or new clothes or whatever. I don't know, I'm not a guy, but hopefully you know. <laughs> Start enjoying and pampering your body. Really take care of it, you know. Exercise is great, of course, but even if you do that already, or even if it's just not something you're into, you can still treat your physical body well you know treat your skin well treat your feet well pay attention to your physical body and care for it and this is something i really want you to try if you can find a registered massage therapist make sure they're a registered professional not someone in a massage parlor okay <laughs> um book an appointment with a masseuse a female if you're a straight guy, or a masseur, a guy if you're a straight lady, and go get yourself a massage. Now, there are a couple of reasons that I suggest this. First, it's really great for relieving tension and stress. It can help keep your muscles limber and healthy. But also, this is a really great way for you to enjoy being touched by someone. And I know it might sound a bit strange, but think about it. A lot of people don't often get to feel someone's hands on them, even in a non-sexual way. Maybe you've never been really touched by someone. Whatever the case, this can be a great way to just open up to the physical, the sensual, and to enjoy the simple feeling of being touched. It's never sexual in these situations, so don't expect it to be. These are health professionals, after all, and I'm not suggesting that you do this to get a sexual thrill. I'm just saying, if you want to start enjoying your physicality and start being more comfortable in your own skin and, and you know, start getting used to what being touched by someone feels like, this is a great way to start. And as a bit of a bonus, <laughs> you'll be asked to take off some of your clothing for a massage, usually just your top. And this can be a good way to start getting over any body shyness that you might have. You won't be judged. You know, there's no sexual or romantic component. But it can help you become more comfortable around someone of the opposite sex. And more comfortable with your body. And it will make you feel wonderful to be touched. Add to that that it's really good for you in terms of your circulation and muscle tension and your lymphatic system and to relieve stress, all that kind of stuff. It's a really awesome thing to do. And I highly highly recommend you try it. While you're taking care of your body and just enjoying being in it, tell yourself every day that you are a sexual person, whether you have a partner or not. That your sexuality can't be defined by external things or other people. 
Start taking your sexual needs seriously. They are as crucial to you as your need for nutrition and exercise. Find ways to start bringing it into your life in a more purposeful way. Treat it as something you've been neglecting for too long and that you have to start treating better, you know, however you want to express it. Now, of course, as you know, <laughs> I'm a huge advocate of erotic audio because for me, it was the thing that finally unlocked me and let me become who I really am. If you just want to listen at first, that's fine. But let yourself enjoy interacting with someone through audio or chat or whatever, because this is so much more rewarding than just watching a nameless porn star in a video. Getting to know people online in this area can be so liberating because they will talk to you as normal people, as if you are a normal person, even though you've met in a sexual context. It really sort of blows a lid off this whole, you know, sex is this shameful, dirty thing that only perverts do, when you get to know normal people who also do this. It can ease your fears, it can help you get over shyness, it can make you feel better about yourself. And I think most importantly, it can help you begin to see yourself as a sexual person. Now don't worry about doing scripts or anything like that. The very first male audio I ever listened to, more than two years ago now, was a self-love audio. Just the sound of a man pleasuring himself and orgasming. And I was completely hooked. I was absolutely in love with it. I couldn't believe what a gift this was to hear someone's intimate experience freely shared and to know that whoever he was, whatever his situation, it didn't matter. Here was just a man enjoying being alive and, and being a man. And that experience was what started me on my whole cock worship thing and, and my decision to bring positivity and, and acceptance to sex and male sexuality in particular. If someone was brave enough to share his self-love with the world, I was going to do everything I could to encourage that and make him know that he wasn't a pervert or filthy or dirty or shameful or anything like that for doing it. I think men need to hear women assuring them that they aren't disgusting because they like sex. That's why one of my first ever audios was a joy and why I still love doing them. I love all the sex-positive audios I do, but something about guiding a man through an experience of total acceptance and incredible pleasure is just so fulfilling to me, whether I'm telling him what to do or just giving him an audio experience of cock worship or whatever it is. It opened me up being able to share that very human experience with other people, and I know that it can unlock you too if you let it. And if you decide to start making erotic audio, as I mentioned before, well, it's, it's like a little explosion in your life. Suddenly you'll discover this side to yourself that you had no idea existed. The side that's not only given permission to be sexual, to moan and fap or schlick and orgasm, you know, or just act like you're doing all these things, but the side that is actively encouraged to do those things and quite often adored for doing so. I know a lot of people have been completely blown away by the number of fans and admirers that they find when they start posting audio. And actually more than a few couples have formed from the ranks of sites like Gone Wild Audio. Now again, I'm not suggesting you do things just to find a partner, 
But this is just to show you that once you start embracing who you are, all your old ideas about your unsexiness, you know, will vanish. Some people, too, have been able to explore sides of themselves that they were afraid to before. Some people have discovered new kinks, or rather they've realized that they always liked something and that it's okay to like it. Some people have discovered that they're actually bisexual when they always thought that they were just straight. Some people have been able to commit more fully to what they like and want and can better picture the kind of partner they would like to have. And I'm always delighted when I see someone say, well, any future partner is going to have to be okay with me doing erotic audio because this is who I am now. To me, this is a really, really healthy way to be. It's a way of embracing who you are and not apologizing for it. It's an acknowledgement that your sexuality is yours. It doesn't belong to anyone else, not even a partner. And, and that now you're cherishing it the way you should. Now, if erotic audio isn't for you, that's fine, naturally. But I do recommend it for a lot of reasons. Things I've gone over before, like it's safe and anonymous, and it doesn't need to involve other people. It doesn't depend on your looks. Um, you decide your limits. You know, it's within your control, and you decide what you want to express. And and you'll likely find listeners among people who are very similar to you. You may even be able to work out some issues through audio. Things you might not be able to say or do in in real life. When I first discovered erotic audio, it helped wake me up, as I said. It helped me express a side of myself that I had repressed for a long time. And the first few times that I heard from a listener that he thought I was sexy, I was practically in tears. I couldn't believe some man I didn't know was telling me that he thought I was sexy. It had happened so rarely in my real life up to that point that it was like floodgates opening and all this pent-up frustration and emotion that I was holding back just spilled out. I fell in love with doing audio because it felt like for the first time in my life I was really being me, being everything I was and could be and wanted to be. I was finally being the sexy woman I had always known I could be. And, you know, it quickly became clear to me that as nice as the comments were, and I still absolutely adore them, no question, <laughs> um, it was actually more about me finally letting go of something that I had held back for far too long. I think doing erotic audio opens up something in those who do it. It shows you a glimpse of the life that you thought wasn't for you. But if you don't want to go that route, don't. My point is, just try to find something that lets you express your sexuality in a safe and healthy way. The point is, always, your sexuality is about you, not other people. So find a way to really experience it, whether you have a partner or not. If you find a compatible partner, that's great. You know, you'll find new pleasures and new ways of being sexual. But if you don't find one, or it takes a while, or whatever. Don't shut yourself down and act as though the world of sex isn't for you. The world of sex is for everybody. You are already a sexual being. So love yourself, okay? Awaken that sexual side of yourself. That's the main point of this episode. Love yourself. Love your body. And start really living in it. Don't be afraid. And please don't be shy. 
Awaken your sexual self and your whole life will change. So that's it for this week. I'm glad you stuck with me. I really love talking to you guys like this. Have a good week. Stay cozy. Stay sexy. <laughs> I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>